You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Today, I want to talk about why mediation is important for Black families. And, you know, I I don't want anybody to think that mediation isn't uh, important and can't help all families because it certainly can. However, I do think that for Black families, right, there are some real benefits that are often overlooked that we shouldn't overlook as a part of the divorce process. So I wanted to shine a light and highlight those things. Certainly, you know, as somebody who has shifted her own career from being a litigator to doing mediation, I understand the value of mediation and and what it can do for families. But I wanted to make sure that if you are thinking about whether or not mediation is something that can really help you and your family, um, you know, I wanted to give some voice to that for black families because I think it's really important for us. So as a starting point, I want to make sure that you understand what mediation is. It is a voluntary and confidential process where you have a third party who is a neutral um, assist you with facilitating communication and negotiation on issues and areas of conflict. It is not litigation. Litigation is that traditional court process where you have lawyers, the lawyers then speak on your behalf. They turn the issues over to the judge. And at the end of the day, the judge makes the decision. Mediation doesn't do that. Mediation means the two of you are coming into this process to problem solve the issues, to really try to come to a resolution, and you have final control and say over what the outcome is. So mediation in and of itself is a confidential process that allows for people to negotiate and problem solve issues to come to a resolution. But why is it important for Black families, right? Well, let's start out by thinking about cultural context and those things that we can discuss in confidential spaces or the way that we address issues that may be impacting ourselves um, and our families and doing so in a way that doesn't require additional context. So mediation in and of itself provides, you know, a space and a platform to address areas of conflict. But we don't have to give further context, right? You are giving voice to the issues directly. You don't have to kind of further explain what your concerns are when it comes to, um, you know, something like disciplinary methods. You might come from a family that does spank. In the context of mediation, being able to give voice to that and giving voice to, you know, on a going forward, 
I'm not interested in our children being spanked. I recognize though, you know, culturally, maybe that was something that was, you know, present in our everyday lives. We don't spank anymore. Or maybe you do in the context of mediation, you can talk about those things without kind of that added judgment of looking like the black family that spanks their children. You can talk about issues of racial identity, issues that um, you may not otherwise feel comfortable knowing that it's going to be put forth uh, on a stand. It might be grooming things you want to talk about. Maybe you want to lean into conversations regarding how much it costs to get your daughter's hair braided every couple of weeks. But you don't need to have to explain to a room full of folks who have no idea how expensive it is or feeling judged about you're taking your five-year-old to get her hair, you know, twisted or taking your son to, you know, the barber shop. In the context of mediation, you can talk about those things that impact your family and doing so in a way that allows you to be open and honest and free instead of having to further explain it to a judge who may or may not have that experience and so at the end of the day may not agree with you. Mediation gives you the ability to bring up culturally relevant things in coming to an agreement. Another great value of mediation is the preservation of relationships. I know what you may be thinking. You are not interested in preserving a relationship with the person that you are divorcing or your child's other parent. But hear me out for a moment. You will forever be connected with this individual if you have children with them. And forever does not mean until the age of 18. Forever means forever because there will be weddings, there may be funerals, there may be grandchildren, there may be college expenses and all of the things well past 18. You are forever connected with this individual. And so on some level, trying to preserve some sense of the relationship should be at the forefront of how we move forward, especially in our community. So what that means is in mediation, we focus on problem solving. We focus on active listening. It encourages families to express concerns, needs, and feelings in a safe and a non-judgmental environment. Mediation is all about trying to foster understanding and promoting a dialogue to get to resolution. You know, I started out by saying mediation Unlike litigation, you have control over the outcome. You make the decisions. You reach the resolution. And so in getting there, it's about being seen and heard so that you are armed with the tools going forward. So that preservation of a relationship really can do good 
long term, even if in the first couple of years, it takes some adjusting. If you've started out in the mediated space and really tried to problem solve together, you are really trying to preserve the relationship on a going forward basis, and that can be very helpful. We also know that for many of us, there is some generational trauma, especially in Black families, and we often carry the weight of generational traumas, which were the result of, you know, historical injustices, systematic racism, dealing with the legal system. These traumas many times manifest themselves in conflict within our own families. Mediation creates, though, a space where you can acknowledge and address these type of traumas that gives us the ability to heal and break cycles of pain as well as dysfunction. Now, make no mistake, if you are mediating in the legal process, I am not saying that mediation is couples therapy or co-parenting therapy or individual therapy, because those are different ways to address generational trauma. They are different ways to address those feelings of injustice or systematic racism. However, mediation is a space for learning how to problem solve. And for many of us, We have not been in a space that allows for productive problem solving, understanding the importance of active listening, giving voice to our needs, our interests, because for generations, we have seen conflict resolved in different ways. And so in this context, we are talking about being able to address the generational trauma as it relates to conflict resolution and problem solving in the mediated space and how that can help us and help our children um, by extension, by engaging in this process. So understanding that Problem solving, conflict resolution at its core is what mediation is designed to do. And it's teaching us ways to do that, both now in the context of divorce, so whether that's the issues related to our families or our finances, but also arming us with tools that further allow us to do that um, so that we can show our children how to do that on a going forward basis. Mediation is also cost effective. So if nothing else, knowing that many of us are finding ourselves in a real financial um, position or having real financial concerns in navigating the divorce process, mediation can be the answer that we're looking for. And only if it's done with the right intention. So traditional litigation can be financially and emotionally draining. The process of litigation can get expensive very quickly. You each have lawyers, you're each you know, having lawyers file motions, you've got court costs, you've got, 
you know, paralegal fees, you have billable hours um, for phone calls and emails and everything else under the sun. And look, make no mistake, I'm not saying that legal fees and costs are not of value, but what I am saying is that those costs and fees can get expensive really quickly. Mediation is a more cost-effective and time-efficient alternative. Your mediation sessions are generally scheduled at convenient times, so you're not waiting around for when the judge is available. That means that you're reducing, you know, kind of the time spent navigating the court system. When you think about resolving conflict, generally speaking in litigation, you're having to deal with kind of one issue at a time or it takes several months to address other issues. Mediation sessions, you are laser focused on the issues before you. And so when we think about this idea of streamlining, it streamlines the process because you're laser focused on the issue in front of you. That's going to save you both time and money. Depending on whether you're doing attorney assisted mediation or not, attorney assisted mediation being you each have lawyers and the lawyers are helping and engaging in the process. Non-attorney assisted mediation means you are going to mediation without lawyers and the mediator who is not your lawyer and doesn't represent either one of you, but is really the one person who you're paying to help facilitate the conversation. Now you're talking about instead of paying two individual people right now, you're paying one. The reason I said right now is because in most states, even if you use a mediator, you are at some point going to have to use a lawyer unless you decide to self-represent and do it yourself. But I always recommend that even if you go through the mediated process, you have a lawyer kind of look over the mediated agreement and help you then get things over the finish line. If, however, you've decided that you're going to do everything exclusively yourself from the mediated agreement all the way through the entry of the judgment, you can certainly do that. But just making sure that you understand that the mediator is not your lawyer and cannot, in most states, file documents on your behalf. Nonetheless, when we think about cost savings, you're thinking about hiring one individual to help you kind of navigate the problem-solving process instead of each of you having two from the outset. So trying to save us some money, folks, Black families, I don't care how wealthy we are, we like saving money. We got other things to spend money on. Mediation is a really good and viable option for our families. I touched a little bit on, you know, the idea of generational trauma and, you know, understanding problem solving, but it's not just about our individual family. And so I want to expound upon that. We're talking collectively as a community and the importance of understanding how we collectively can do better as a community by problem solving by embracing dispute resolution processes such as mediation, I do think that it helps us promote a culture of conflict resolution, communication, and collaboration that helps the greater community. We 
have seen the ripple effect that happened in our community when the focus was all on tearing down and not having conversations. We know what it looks like when um, it's kind of the, you know, shuttering people into the prison system without helping community members get the tools and resources to help problem solve. In the context of family units, we can do the same thing. This allows for us to have stronger connections with our co-parents, but also with our children in showing them that you don't need to run to court to resolve issues all the time, that there are ways to productively communicate in intimate relationships that can warrant greater results than going to court. I've had several families over the years who have come back and have said, you know, my children shared with their therapist the impact that the divorce had on, you know, had on them. And I, and I was blind to that. You know, they would share to me that I, I was so caught up in winning. I was so caught up in the process that I couldn't see what it was really doing. And now all these years later, my kids, you know, have been in therapy because they don't have productive relationships or know how to engage in conflict resolution. I didn't set the model for them. And so I say to you that mediation can set the model, can give you tools for your family and beyond for our community in really learning that conflict resolution is an option for us. We don't have to turn things over to the legal system. We don't have to navigate in that way. We are better than that. We can do better than that. So really giving it a real consideration, not just for ourselves, but for our children, our children's children, and for the larger community and generation. So again, I could talk about mediation in and of itself and why I think it's valuable um, for days. I obviously think that it's worth considering, but I wanted to shine the light on why I do think that mediation can be a very powerful tool and resource for conflict resolution within our families and how we by embracing mediation in your own divorce, you know, we can honor our culture, we can preserve relationships, we can address generational trauma, and we can foster community healing, all by engaging in a process about our individual needs and interests. How powerful is that? That your case alone can be a part of a larger domino effect for others. Think about that as we think about how you navigate these next steps for your family on addressing finances and parenting matters and giving some real consideration for your family in mediation as a way to build upon um, tools and to strengthen relationships both now and in the future. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. 
please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.